Dear friends, we're coming to the conclusion of uh, an amazing uh, forum that we have held uh, over the last uh, couple of days. Let me, uh, and I am going to close this uh, event uh, having with me two distinguished personalities who have contributed uh, significantly, not only to Greek shipping, but to global shipping through their long career, but also through their involvement with the, the international organizations. Mr. Papayanopoulos uh, has been the president of uh, BIMCO from 2017 to 2019, the largest organization, industry organization, and Mr. Platsidakis has been for a long time, from 2012 to 2018, uh, the uh, president, the chairman of Intercargo. So both of these gentlemen have had an institutional impact on the footprint of the industry besides their own career as ship owners. But before I turn over to them, let me uh, make a few remarks. Capital Link is hosting events. Uh, I mean, thankfully, we have been very quick to adapt to the new dynamics. So our global events that we used to host physically in China, in London, in Singapore, and New York, and so on, now the majority of them have been delivered online. In all of our events, uh, our panels are usually uh, compro uh, comprised of uh, industry captains from uh, various nationalities. Last week, we had in New York uh, an amazing pan uh, conference, the 12th New York Maritime Forum. And there we had uh, 48, if I remember well, uh, listed shipping companies at CEO level, companies listed in Milan, in Oslo, in New York, everywhere. But this event that we hosted over these last two days ha has been very different. This event has been held within the context of the Posidonia Web Forums Week. Uh, Posidonia is the largest uh, uh, trade uh, show, trade exposition in the world with a, a huge number of activities around it. And it is designed to pay tribute to Greek shipping. Therefore, we also uh, hosted our event now online and we made our event tailored to pay tribute to Greek shipping. I believe for the first time, uh, we had panels that featured exclusively Greek ship owners, principals who shared their insight with a global audience. Greek ship, ship owners, Greek shipping commands the largest share of the global fleet. Therefore, by their sheer percentage of ownership, Greeks are the global industry leaders and therefore they are deemed to know what they're doing. And therefore, I'm sure that, uh, as we have seen, a huge audience around the world would like to share into what these Greek industry captains are thinking about the future of the industry. Furthermore, I would like to say that uh, Greek shipping has been contributing greatly, not only to the economy uh, and society of Greece, but also to the economy of many other countries around the world. Think about it, Greek ship owners are major clients of Japanese, Chinese, Korean shipyards, of uh, lots of banks around the world, insurance companies, uh, suppliers. I mean, you go down the line, Greek shipping is giving business to a huge number of businesses around the world. And therefore, as we have seen, all of them wanted to hear what the Greek ship owners had to say. 
So over these last two days, we really had the opportunity to go through a variety of topics. We had a very emotional and insightful uh, journey down memory lane with Mr. Fustanos, who gave us the uh, history of Greek shipping and its development. We had an amazing panel also today on the contribution of Greek shipping to Greek society uh, with the heads of the various uh, foundations. And of course, we had panels that discussed several of the industry topics, topics like technology, uh, environment, human resources, uh, fleet renewal, and so on. Uh, so I'm humbled and delighted uh, uh, that we had uh, significant debate and an amazing wealth of information that uh, the uh, panelists shared with the global audience. And now we'll turn it over to uh, Mr. Papagianopoulos and Mr. Placidakis to have them give us their point of view uh, from their tenure in the industry and also you know, recap what we have been discussing over these uh, last two days. So thank you, gentlemen, for uh, being with me to close this event. I don't know thank who would like to go first. Yes, I can. I want just to express my sincere gratitude for your contribution to to our industry, well, because um, capital on shipping is going to become it tends to become uh, an institution, and especially this uh, this particular capital link on Greek shipping, who has a global audience, uh, is helping us to popularize and to uh, narrate our story to the, a global audience. So a lot of people will understand that we are not uh, pirates. Uh, we deserve uh, to be first in the world and uh, how difficult and, uh, and, and, and how uh, important it is for us uh, to live and work in this uh, in this industry in this fabulous industry with all its uh, difficulties and all its potential therefore thank you very much once more once more nicola and your uh, and your colleagues for giving us the opportunity to to put forward our own narrative about shipping about ourselves about our our country and i think that uh, with this, um, with this opportunity, uh, we may say a few, a few more things. Uh, in conclusion, trying to summarize, summarize the whole picture of the last of, of the fruitful last two days. Uh, John, would you like to make intro, to thank say you. something? Uh, Nicola, thank you very much for the invitation to participate in this panel. It's a pleasure, certainly it's an honor. Congratulations to yourself and your uh, team, as well as uh, to the numerous panelists. It has been a highly successful today conference, well-structured, well-presented, and certainly a way towards what we may end up in the future, the teleconferences and tele-events. We enjoyed very fruitful discussions by highly regarded participants of high knowledge and uh, intelligence. I want to say that over the years, I have heard the expression that we live in challenging times and I was rejecting it as it was used very often and very easily. Nevertheless, now I, I will adopt it though, as I do believe that 
really, we live in challenging days. Shipping is used to live with uh, and survive the fluctuations of the market as influenced by various, various factors. But recently, in a very short period of time, uh, COVID has arrived and it has made a difference. And what a difference. It has made a substantial and beyond any imagination negative impact uh, on all world economies and the day-to-day -day of billions of people. Unavoidably, shipping has been uh, severely affected. Another challenge though for shipping is the rapid enhancement of technology and shipping has to take it into serious consideration for the impact it will have on existing ships as well as new buildings. An additional parameter, uh, as we discussed uh, thoroughly during the today conference, is the environmental regulations and environmental objectives. Uh, certainly the objective of all is to safeguard the environment. Shipping, we have to make it clear to non-shipping people that has been very respectful for the preservation and protection of the environment because the sea is where it functions and lives in. Also, it has to comply with, with various uh, international and regional laws and regulations. Although there is room for improvement uh, in this uh, aspect, we have to make conscious efforts to make the regulators and the public, which is very important, aware that unless all peripheral participants, such as charterers, uh, CPOs, engine, engine manufacturers, bankers, suppliers, etc., take the inactive role, it is deemed otherwise, it is deemed to fail. Looking at Greek shipping, what enhances optimism for the future is its wide base. Some uh, 650 ship management companies operate in the wider Athens area and uh, manage in excess of 4,000 ocean-going ships. It is uh, its adaptability to ever-changing mar market conditions, its commitment to cost efficiency, and the provision of quality services. The fact that it does and depend on any, it does not uh, depend on any financial um, uh, support and assistance um, such as loans or uh, subsidies and cargo's preference from the Greek states gives it the push to do its best and fight for the successful um, future. Of course, retaining the first rank in, uh, in the worldwide uh, shipping is a challenge and uh, we do care, we, due care should be given uh, to it as an ongoing concern. Um, concluding, I want to say that uh, through the various discussions over the last two days, we have, we have managed to present the, the various dimensions of Greek shipping, not in terms of size, not only in terms of quality service, not in terms of uh, huge commitment, uh, but also in terms of uh, being very environmentally concerned. As my predecessor said, uh, regulations are are a problem, could be a problem, but we don't refer to practical reg regulations that will have a positive impact in the environment. We are very concerned about impractical uh, regulations that they don't address the reality. This is where we still focus upon. Yanni, you made, uh, uh, thank you very much for 
everything you've said. And I will uh, stand at the last point that you made. Greeks are very environmentally, Greek ship owners are very environmentally friendly. And it is important to say that they also can be environmentally friendly because they command, they have one of the youngest fleets in the world. There is a misperception out there in the market. Misperception number one, that the Greek shipping is not environmentally friendly. And number two, that they are not environmentally friendly because they run older ships. Both of those misperceptions, I hope, have been addressed uh, very clearly during this forum because Greek shipping today, and you can affirm it, runs one of the most modern uh, and advanced fleets in the world. And therefore, when you have a very modern fleet, it's actually easy to be environmentally friendly because you are very well positioned. I hope you agree with me. If I rephrase a little bit, uh, Nicola, it's not a matter, in my opinion, it's not a matter of the age of the fleet. We shouldn't forget that Exxon Valdez was the youngest vessel under the American flag when it ended up in, uh, in Alaska. Uh, it's the quality, it's the commitment uh, to what uh, ship owners are doing. And I don't think that they do have another option. The reason I say that is because of the easiness of, uh, uh, of the information, of the flow of information internationally. If you do have a problem, this problem is known to every corner of the world within seconds. So you cannot afford it. It's not only a matter of I like this year, I love this year, I want to be the best, etc. Is that you cannot afford a mistake. You, can, you cannot afford bad reputation. You cannot afford an accident. Correct. It is the competitiveness and the openness of the market that makes the difference. And this is where Greek shipping has the ability and it does so in excellence. Absolutely. Kaso, <clears throat> I see that you're gearing up to say something. Yes, uh, I would like to, to stress um, some things in a more, to, to put things in a more broad perspective, because uh, as John said in the beginning, we are, live, we are living in very challenging times. And I think that uh, we, are, we are facing a unique combi combination of, um, of difficulties and uh, challenging um, uh, and challenging uh, potentials uh, for shipping. Um, I would say that uh, I, I'll just name them. I'm, I'm not going to go in depth. Don't be worried because I'm not going to consume all the time. But I would like to stress, first of all, there is the pandemic. Second, there is the deglobalization which is very important at this stage. Uh, then there is the superpower competition, which is a bit, uh, a bit, a bit different than it was in the past. Uh, there is the, the movement from the, from the fossil fuels uh, to, new, uh, to a new kind of fuels that we don't know yet. <laughs> and uh, finally, on top of that, there is a war of civilizations at the moment between the various 
mainly caused by, let's say, a part of the of the of the Islamic countries, which which is uh, beyond any comprehension. But uh, at the moment, I think that facing all these challenges, uh, there are opportunities because. Um, uh, under this pressure, very few communities in Sibir will be able to, to stand up, to face the, the risks, and to uh, develop and survive, survive, develop, and thrive. I think that we can do that. Um, uh, if we, I would like to, and finally, having said that uh, about the general things, which uh, is the geopolitical framework, I would like to, to stress a few things about shipping, uh, summarizing what has been said um, uh, these two days. It seems that uh, we have to face protectionism, which is a very serious problem, and it is, is a result of deglobalization. Uh, fortunately, demand and supply uh, in terms of uh, new buildings and uh, existing fleet, um, the side of supply is quite promising, although the demand is a big question mark because all these things which affect uh, the international trade, um, there is, a, there, there is a, a shortage of finance for shipping, uh, which is a bit strange because at this moment, <laughs> the, 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 the returns on capital, the yield, and the yields on bonds are very, very low. And uh, one wonders why, uh, why the international finance community is so, is so um, stringy when it concerns shipping. And um, there are also the green technologies, which are going to have a serious impact on our industry, but we don't know which are going to be. Um, I think that, uh, in summary, what uh, the people said these two days is that if we really want to tackle the problem of the environmental protection, slow steaming is uh, the way to do that. Um, in a nutshell, um, it's a challenging environment. Shipping uh, is going to suffer, has suffered up to now, because the, the first six months of this year were terrible for everybody involved in this, in this, uh, in this, uh, in this uh, sector, apart from the tankers, which had a very short spell of very good market. And uh, um, it, it's going to be very difficult, and uh, it's going to, let's say, to, 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 to test our capacity to survive. I am quite hopeful. And uh, finally, I want to finish with uh, Greece and the potential for the country, not, uh, not uh, only for shipping, but the, the impact shipping can have on the country, because now Greece is a frontier uh, of the West. And uh, it's a gate for the European Union. This has um, upgraded the position of Greece in the geopolitical um, uh, framework. Um, shipping, 
which is, uh, you know, a, a really international uh, industry, um, can give to this country with this uh, new uh, uh, dimension, which has acquired due to a lot of geopolitical factors, uh, the dynamism which needs to transform its economy. But unfortunately, up to now, although I, I have to accept the last two governments were very friendly to saving, and uh, I don't want to play politics on that, we don't have a coherent strategy to exploit the potentials of shipping in this country. And if we compare Greece with Cyprus, we'll realize how far behind we are and how little we have exploited the real opportunities that we have. Um, I stop here because I have, I have talked too long and I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm finished. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yanni, before I, uh, any final comment from you? Uh, positive comments, I would say, about the future. Optimism is there. Challenges are there. As far as uh, shipping, worldwide shipping is concerned, I don't see a problem because there is no substitute for uh, this, uh, this function, this, uh, the, the, the world economy cannot perform without shipping and shipping does not have a, not a substitute. Uh, in terms of uh, Greek shipping, I'm also very, very positive, very optimistic of, because of, as we said before, because of its uh, adaptability. We all have to prepare though for new regulations that are coming up and uh, we, there is no room to maneuver within, within it. I know that one of your favorite topics is uh, regulation and uh, very I mean, favorite topics in terms of saying that too much is too much. And you're famous for saying we end up, uh, we are ending up managing regulations rather than man managing trade. I had forgotten that. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> and, uh, can I add something? Of course. Uh, the point with regulation is the authority who works out and then um, looks after the application of the regulations. And unfortunately, uh, our opinion, the opinion of the real people who work in this industry are not taken seriously. Other people, as other um, speakers in the other panels have mentioned before, very, very correctly, other people decide about shipping without knowing about shipping. Uh, a lot of environmental interests uh, have a, a, a very big impact on the decision making. A lot of, um, let's say, sectional interests which do not have a strategic view of shipping speak about shipping. Uh, this is very bad. It's detrimental to the development of the industry and uh, it's going to to create if 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 it, if they are if they continue without any consultation with the real people of shipping they are going to create to create a chaos which will be paid by the consumers may of mainly the developed countries and the producers of the developing world indeed
So I would like to thank you both. Uh, I am uh, surprised that after two days and a very long day today, we still have robust attendance um, for our closing remarks. Obviously, you're very liked and respected. Uh, and that's why people came to hear what uh, you have to say in closing. So thank you to both very much. Thank you, thank you very much, much uh, Nicola. I wish you the best. Take, take care with very me. Uh, try to protect yourself from the COVID-19. That is a common goal for all of us. Okay, okay, okay. Bye.